Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Friday to everybody. Welcome into the PHLY Phillies podcast. Jamie Lynch, Renee Washington, Tyler Zuli are the normal three. And the pleasure is ours to welcome in today our new Phillies beat writer for the season. And we will let you know a lot more about that in a minute. Uh, but from Twitter, you might know him as 2008 Phils. In reality, in the human flesh form, his name is John Foley. <laughs> and he's here with us today. John, welcome into the PHLY studios, man. We're happy to have you. Thank you so much. It's exciting to be here. Uh, this place is amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, it's nice to be here in person and not have to worry so much about my own technical setup as some people who watched previous shows might have noticed that it was, has been problematic. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's we a learning curve for us all. Too, okay. We lost you again. Even here. <laughs> even, even here. We're all going studio. through a learning curve here. Now, Technology it, it is great me. to have you here in person. Um, and it's also great to have you just be a part of the team. You do such a great job. I know we've talked about it before with your Philly coverage, especially going back to 2008 Phil's. So uh, to have you joining us on the set today, because we've got so much to get into. And I know people were asking about you, John. We had some requests in the chat, guys. Here he is. And in our show earlier this week, they were like, when is John going to be on? Here he is. So looking forward to it. I see in the chat, it's, it is a much further angle from here to be able to see things. Wow. Um, but I see in the chat that we've got our, a lot of our friends here already. Chris, happy Friday to you as well. Um, Mopar, Dave Dewar. We've got Marshall in the chat. What's up, Marshall? And uh, see Mick 62480. Sounds like a football play. welcome in guys listen so much has gone down in the last 24 hours and that's the story of every day right yeah when jeff passes speaks uh people in the baseball world and baseball nerds everywhere listen Mm -hmm. because you know as tyler and i were just talking about before the show jeff passon is uh in my opinion you know the adam schefter of the nfl like when he talks he's got his finger on the pulse the most uh, and he did have a story come out on ESPN this morning, and we'll dive into uh, that and how it pertains to the Phillies. Uh, but happy December to everybody out there. Uh, it is December 1st. It is officially the holiday That's month. so weird. It is weird. That's we did so the weird. advent calendar this morning with the girls, and uh, I was like, wow, it's it's December. 
And before we get into the Jeff Passon story, John, you are officially going to Nashville on Sunday or Monday uh, of this week upcoming to attend the winter meetings, to write for allphly.com, uh, to be a representation of us. And hopefully, you know, here's some nuggets and, and there's going to be a lot of activity across Major League Baseball and maybe with the Phillies as well next week. Uh, so we're excited to have you down there writing for us, joining us on the show, doing some stuff on the YouTube channel. So it should be pretty fun. It's going to be it's going to be fantastic. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to get down there. Uh, a little disappointed that it's not going to be as, as warm as I had hoped <laughs> in Nashville. It seems like the weather is pretty much the same as it is here. Um, but yeah, super. But exciting. there's music in a, a lot of bars, so that's that's, there a, you that's go. a fun music, place. A lot of bars. <laughs> I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Excited to bring all the, all the news, all the rumors. Uh, I'm going to try to get myself involved in some negotiations, make sure things work <laughs> out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it should be a great time. Yeah, it and should what be. has me excited is the fact that every day we've been talking about hot soap updates and rumors, and there's a lot that keep coming out about how we're expecting some trades and major signings to happen even before winter meetings happen and what's going to happen in Nashville. So it's great that we're not only going to have you down there to keep a pulse of the updates of what's going on in winter meetings for everybody. Again, John will be there in Nashville being able to capture all the sights and sounds that are going on. It's one of the but major cities I haven't done. Things. I know. And it's, it's I want to go. It's one of those things, though, that has me excited because of just how aggressive the offseason has been so far because it feels like next week we're going to see some major deals happening and yes, it is still on the bucket list. James. Yeah, so you, we'll, we'll live vicariously <laughs> through you next week, John. Right. Uh, but it does appear, uh, you know, we talked about the seed leans leading up to the winter meetings yesterday. It mm -hmm. does appear like a lot of seeds are being sowed for some potentially major moves coming in. Uh, and the winter meetings are usually when things heat up because teams have suites and agents are stopping by and they're talking and they're talking trades uh, as well as free agents. Uh, and Jeff Passan wrote an article on ESPN, uh, which was paywalled, but I, I have that paywall. So we're going to bring it to you in case you didn't see it. Uh, so let's start with number one, uh, the whale in the room. I still think it's a pipe dream, hmm. but anytime your team is mentioned next to Juan Soto, it's hard not to get irrationally excited. Oh, yeah. Um, so here's what Jeff Passan says about the Juan Soto front. He does expect something to happen by the end of next week in the winter meetings. Um, you know, he goes on to say the Yankees are the most obvious destination who are seeking bats to spark an offense that ranked 25th and run scored last year. Uh, they have the major league ready pitching that the, the Padres desire and a farm system deep enough uh, to whet San Diego's appetite in this deal. So it does seem like the Yankees are the first. Uh, but Jeff Passan goes on. The Cubs check three important boxes, need, talent, and money. Other possibilities include the Philadelphia Phillies, who don't necessarily have the need, but certainly have the talent and money. The Red Sox and Mets are both uh, in a prospect hoarding phase that might keep them from pushing in uh, for a player not signed beyond 2024. Uh, the Orioles could make a push uh if they do have the best farm system in baseball, uh, though they are hitty heavy or hitter heavy in their in their lineup. So the Phillies are mentioned as kind of Yankees, most obvious 60 percent of the pie. And then the Cubs probably get like a big 20 or 30 percent chance. But then the Phillies are mentioned kind of third there from Jeff's passing. 
I didn't think there was a real possibility of this. Pretty exciting to hear from Jeff Passan. It's very much exciting because, listen, we've been talking about, oh, we think we're going to see Juan Soto with the Yankees. And we still, honestly, still, still probably feel pretty will. confidently that that's going to happen. I mean, 60%, and we're included in that. But to have the Phillies in the mix to potentially be able to pick up Juan Soto in a trade, I was surprised Juan Soto got traded to the Padres years ago. And now I'm, I'm even more excited to thought that Juan Soto could end up in Philly. This is a guy that, and I was looking at various records that he's already passed and, and been a part of. Uh, one stat, top 10 OPS since 1945 through age 24. And Juan Soto's number six. That list includes guys Ooh. like Ken Griffey Jr., Reggie Jackson, Frank Thomas, Mike Trout, and heard of Juan them. Soto. Yeah, if you, yeah. If you heard so of those guys. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's, my, he's right Jackson. there. <laughs> and then also even looking at the stats of, I mean, because he's only 25 years old, he's already accomplished so much for the in a young career that since 1995, there have been 38 hitters. Just 38 since 95. That's over, that's, th- you know, a it's long less time than 40. ago. 30, almost 30 years ago. It's like a hitter per year. It's and that have had at least, what'd you say? I said it was less than 40. Yeah, that's, that's good math. That's, it is correct. That's math. It yeah. is correct. Absolutely. Uh, that have had at least three five-plus war seasons through age 27. Of course, Ooh. Soto is only 25. He just turned 25 in October. So he's uh, on that list and on, on many other lists. So to think that he could be added to the Phillies, the Phillies don't have a priority for, for bringing in, you know, when you look at, Juan Soto, what he would add, uh, you have a priority for Juan Soto, though. Like, yes, we've talked about wanting more pitching arms and outfielders and better at-bats. I think Juan Soto can give you some, some pretty good at-bats. Uh, yeah, that seems reasonable. <laughs> I think check, 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 check. Uh, check, check uh, to have boxes. him in the batting order, I think, would be fantastic, to say the least. So, yeah. uh, wow. I'm excited about that news. I mean, look, people talk about how would he fit, how would he fit in with anyone else. Juan Soto is the type of player that, He's gonna fit. You make everything you make else him fit. fit. Yeah. I mean, I I think when people take a look at him, uh, you know, the first thing you gotta start with is his age, twenty five, and he just turned twenty five. Yeah. Like a month ago. I mean, this is this is incredible. He would be. I know we don't call him daycare anymore. He's the same age as those guys. I yeah. mean, but with you know a nine forty six career OPS, you know, a World Series title. Uh, I mean, look if. If they can make Juan Soto happen, you make Juan Soto happen and you figure out the rest around it, in my view. Yeah, so like, you know, I didn't think it was a possibility. And maybe this is why Dave Dombrowski was shopping around the name Nick Castellanos earlier, Mm. because you do want to shred some money if you're going to bring him in. The reason uh, he's on the block is he is a free agent in 2024. Uh, So that is upcoming. It's also part of the same reason why the Padres aren't going to get back nearly what they gave up, because they gave up. Uh, Tyler, do you remember exactly? I think it was three of their top uh, yeah, six so it guys. Was, it was CJ Abrams was definitively in it. Mackenzie Gore was definitively in it. Um, I think it was three of, I think it was two, three, and five. Maybe yeah, that sounds I, about I'll, right. I'll go back and double check. But but, but they gave was, up a haul. It was a yeah. it was a large uh, return because of the fact that because he had three he years had three at years time. at the time and and the expectation was it was like wow the Padres are now spending, spending it looks like yeah. he's going to be a Padre for ten years yeah mm-hmm. so it turns well, out spent now all right guys they spent all right yeah it turns <laughs> out now that the Padres are broke bitches and they have to move them and uh, the team that's going to acquire him doesn't have to give up as much as the Padres originally did because it's only that one year and there's a looming you know four hundred and fifty to five hundred and fifty million dollar contract he's mm-hmm. probably going to sign because of the age. Um, yeah, I mean, I think if he's out there and obtainable, 
You do it. I mean, you have to. It, it would be the most insane lineup in baseball. I, I still think the Yankees are going to get them. And, you know, but the fact that Jeff Passan kind of mentions them third uh, gives me a little bit of hope. I, I might have gone from like, uh, that's like a 4% chance to like, maybe there's a 9 or 10% chance that they end up that's getting a, That's a fun chance. And, you know, he does. He has Phillies connections, right? From oh, his, sure. He won a World Series days. with Kevin Long and Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. I played with Kyle another, Schwarber. Another guy you get from the Nationals that at one point played with the Nationals, too. Right. And that's panned out pretty well for And the do you remember um, <laughs> when he was in the home run contest at the All-Star Game a couple years ago, Trey Turner went and mm-hmm. wore a Juan Soto that's Nationals right. jersey. Yeah, he's got connections already. He played with Schwarber, Harbor, Turner, yeah. and Kevin Long. Back with your former teammates and and Kevin Long, and also not to mention we've talked about the Phillies needing an outfielder better at bats, but we were kind of looking at some you know just pieces, small pieces, yeah. versatile pieces that would they're not going to make or break, but they will just add and give you more versatility in the outfield. But to have someone like Juan Soto's caliber, who's been in conversation of greatest hitter of all time at a young age at even 20 years old that we were talking about Juan Soto, that's that's not just a small piece. You know, that's you're destined and should be winning the World Series with that, Juan Soto added. That's fun. And, you know, Phillies fans, we have been spoiled in, in recent years in terms of, you know, first it was Real Mudo and then Harper mm-hmm. and then uh, Castellanos. You can't trade Sixto Sanchez. He's oh, untouchable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. Oh, no, no, not Sixto <laughs> for Real Mudo. And yeah. I mean, look how that worked out. So, you know, you got to be careful of the prospect hugging. You don't want to gut the farm system. But when the right player is out there and he's pretty much the age of some of these prospects mm-hmm. you're talking about. I mean, about anyway. so Dave, Dave in the chat says, you know, so who do the Phillies offer? Um, so the Padres are looking for starting pitching uh, because they have 700 innings available in the open market this offseason that they're losing from last year's team. So they, they are looking for major league, probably some ready, some prospect pitching. I would think yeah. it absolutely starts with Mick Abel. Uh, is a guy they're probably going to want to push you for uh, a Justin Crawford, potentially. Um, and then Major League ready-wise, I think you want to try to unload Nick Castellanos if this is something that becomes real. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Marsh is another guy. Maybe you try to unload Taiwan Walker. I mean, you'd have to get creative with this package because the Yankees are going to be able to beat um, probably you know, more suited for what the Padres are looking for. But I think it yeah. starts with those two prospects probably. Um, and then you take it from there, and then you kind of balance our Major League ready prospect – um, and we'll see. We'll see, yeah. John, if you see Dave Dombrowski walking into the suite <laughs> hey, of man. the San Diego Padres ownership group next week. I'm going to be all over it. <laughs> You're going to be in the laundry chute like, looking down the hall. <laughs> they, never, in camouflage they never know the where I'm going to pop up. I'm going to be on their asses. Well, I know Marshall was saying the Nationals are, are the Phillies farm system at this point. Um, also, I want to say hello to Jim. I know I think we had someone named Jim in the chat. That's from West Virginia. What do you say, Jim? Um, various people that are in the chat commenting their thoughts. You know, when you look at the list that has been proposed of possible teams that Juan Soto could land and end up, it's the Mets who are looking to spend anything and everything they can. The Cubs, who are also been very aggressive. The Giants, who have been, as of late, much more aggressive. The Blue Jays, uh, which is possibly a surprise as some that Toronto's in that conversation. And then, of course, the Yankees. And with the Yankees, I know we spoke about it yesterday. You want to talk about who they can, who would be moved? I know Dave was asking the question. Well, the Yankees were talking about offering prospects offering someone like Clark Schmidt, uh, Will Warren, Chase Hampton, and some prospects that have potential to reach the majors next season. So it does seem like it's a combination of 
three, four, five guys. Honestly, it's a big trade that would be um, done for Juan Soto that the Yankees are proposing. So you look at what the Phillies equivalent is of that. There's there's some names that could, that we could afford to to send in the Padres. They could use. It looks like youth is what they also want. Prospects. They're yeah. trying to rebuild. They're broke, so they also want people that uh, you know more numbers. I guess you can say than than just one or two. So I think what based on what we've heard rumored to be what the Yankees are considering in the trade, the Phillies have some pieces they can send to the Padres. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this this is not a, a farm system bereft of talent like we're used to yeah. in many years. We've we've got the pieces that could that could probably get it done if, if they want to get it done. Um you know, and one thing that surprises me is just what the the Padres are up to generally. I mean, they obviously had a hugely disappointing season last year. Um but they've got really good pieces still. And, mm. you know, it just, it makes you wonder, did they just get unlucky? Um, should they just run it back and, and take their chances again? But it seems like they made their decision. Yeah, yeah. it seems like they, they've kind of had a miscalculation of their own organization and maybe yeah. got a little too big in their britches in terms of spending and then, you know, not being able to make payroll in August and September and having to take <laughs> that loan. It's like, uh, maybe you guys, the CFO and the, the GM maybe should have talked a little more here. I don't, I don't really understand what you guys are doing, but, uh, it is what it is. Uh, welcome into a new chatter, Christopher. Yeah. Um, welcome. He's been first time chatter, all week, but is now joining us live and is not interested in the idea of moving prospects. Let go. But for Juan Soto, I uh, let it go. Yeah. Let them go. Yeah. All the prospects hit the dough. <laughs> Listen, we're, we're talking about Juan Soto here. I think if we were talking about, there's a number of names that are not of nearly close to Juan Soto's caliber that I would possibly agree with. But if it's Juan Soto on a team that is win now, I think that's the key, guys. We have to remember everything that the Phillies are doing in terms of moves is to win now. They're not rebuilding. They're not in the same situation as the Padres or the Mets or even the Yankees in that sense. This is a team that has all the pieces that got them to the World Series and the NLCS is now looking for adding and solidifying one or two that can round them out to win a World Series. So as, as a win-now team, and with Juan Soto in the conversation, you have to at least try to put as much as you possibly can into it. And if I'm Juan Soto, let's be honest, would you rather go to the Yankees, Mets, Giants, Cubs, or the Phillies? I mean, I mean if I he cares about winning, I would huge, say the, the Phillies yeah. are the closest there. I would um, say they would take the the top spot but, out of that group. When athletes view going to the Yankees, Ugh, I know they, they view that as ka-ching, ka-ching, because yeah. not only is the team going to pay you, it's the most popular sports franchise in the world. There's marketing dollars. There's all that stuff. You get to live in New York, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So it is pretty appealing yes. to go to the well, Yankees. It's, New York, so it's, a, it's been Ugh. a fairly successful organization. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got a lot of friends here. So we got that going. Yeah, yeah. 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 Get those friends reaching out and start yeah, having just, conversations I, with just, Juan. Juan, you want to work with people you like. Sure. Yeah. Buddies I just fear they don't ready. have the pitching um, to offer San Diego. Because if Mick, if you want to protect Andrew Painter, Mick Abel becomes your trade kind of chip there. I know people in the chat were talking about Yoro. Yeah, I mean, unless the Padres absolutely love Christopher Sanchez or you know go oh Taiwan Walker, but like no, I just don't think you're you're going to be able to match what the Yankees are going to be able to give them. So hopefully I'm wrong, but the fact that Passan mentions them is very encouraging. Uh, so oh. Passan goes on to mention the Phillies again with a big name player, mm -hmm. uh, and that's our boy Yamamoto. 
Uh, so here's what he had to say about Yamamoto. Uh, and then there's a couple. The trade market is becoming more interesting than the free agent market, by the way. It is. It's, but, it's, but I like that, though. It's because, fun. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's more than one way to go at, about it. Oh, yeah. Um, so Yamamoto, Jeff Passan goes on to say is he says it's difficult to remember a player with a market as robust as Yamamoto's. The 25-year-old right-hander will decide among who's who of teams interested in him. The Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, Red Sox, and Cubs mm. are among the favorites, with the Giants, Blue Jays, and Phillies expected to be in the mix. Now, obviously, you're not one of the favorites there, and yeah. uh, Mets, money, Mets, Yankees have money, Dodgers have money, Red Sox have money, and Cubs all have money. So those are like the big five uh, outside of the Phillies in terms of spenders. So they're going to be interested in him. But again, it's just nice that to know that the Phillies are potentially in the mix. My theory is they're taking a free PR spin with Yamamoto. But regardless, um, it's always nice to see your name uh, in the mix there with somebody like Yamamoto. Yeah, it's, it's super interesting because, um, you know, from Dombrowski, from uh, more local reporting, you sort of get the feeling that they're they're the Phillies are trying the message that they're pretty much mm -hmm. set, that they're going to tinker around the edges that don't ex expect anything major. But then over and over, you see this, you see these, you see the Phillies men mentioned uh, with these big names. So, you know, if if nothing else, it, it makes for for a fun winner. Um, we'll we'll see if any of it. Yeah, it does. Comes to it, it definitely does, and. You know, we have consistently seen the Yankees. I know the Cubs in some reports are the favorites. Um, it's the Yankees. It's the Cubs. It's the Mets. It's the Giants. How much are they really going to be able to spend? My goodness. I well, know they've got a lot of money. Steve Cohen's got a couple of those billions on his Showy, head. Yamamoto, Soto. Like, good Lord. Every major possible trade or free agent is running through the Yankees, Mets, Giants, and Cubs. It's so they're not all gonna they can't all get them. So right. I like that the Phillies are in the conversation because someone's gonna trickle through, and hopefully it pans out for the Phillies. Um, I know I see some other people in the chat. Wow, a lot of big, a lot of long response in the chat. Um, Christopher O'Donnell's talking about Soto again. It's really hard to read from. I need like magnifying glass. But Christopher O'Donnell's talking about Soto as well. Um, would you know committing long term to Soto because that is something I know I. For, for Soto and his team, I think the long-term deal has been what they're also seeking an extension. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, if you sure. give up that stuff, you want to know that yeah. he's here for the long for term. Sure. For sure. Uh, and that's something that'll be discussed among, you know, mm -hmm. uh, is, is Soto a, a Boris guy as well? Yes. Yeah, well, this is mm -hmm. part of, you know, in getting Bryce Harper, you have a great relationship going uh, exactly. with Scott Boris. And that type mm -hmm. of stuff... Uh, does mean something when you're when you're dealing with these negotiations. So, you know, uh, Scott Boris is probably the most powerful man in baseball. Uh, <laughs> I would say even more powerful than Rob Manfred <laughs> in a strange way. So mm -hmm. the fact that the Phillies have a good relationship with them, it's uh, it's, you know, very helpful in these situations. It's it's definitely very helpful. You know what could be helpful for you guys? That is FOCO because they make it easy for you. Whatever it is that you're looking to purchase in terms of merchandise, collectibles, bobbleheads, there's going to be some new favorite stars with different teams, hopefully with the Phillies, and you're going to need to buy some merchandise to be able to represent them and rock their latest I jersey. Saw a so great you head over to FOCO. Eagles ugly sweater Ew. I'm not for an ugly Christmas sweater time fan. on FOCO. Oh, there you go. Fogo even has ugly sweaters because they always are keeping up with the latest trends, 
what's going on, major news, holidays. And so over at Foco, you can use code PHLY10 to get 10% off and make sure that you are able to rock that ugly sweater as we're cheering on the Eagles to beat up on the 49ers or looking ahead at the Phillies or the Sixers, whatever it is you're looking to purchase, head over to Foco, be able to use code PHLY10 to get 10% off. And Foco makes the overalls. Foco of makes course. the overalls. So you can have Foco's the overalls. It's got everything. Got everything. Incredible. For, they've got you covered. Um, I love that you guys are dropping in the chat your thoughts, what you think is going to happen. Make sure you're hitting that like button as well. Uh, of course, winter meetings are around the corner as the calendar switches over to December 1st. That means we are just days away from seeing how all these pan out. Now, there have been consistent rumors that Shelby Otani, Juan Soto, um, big names, Blake Snell are going to be even uh, locked in before the winter meetings, but that means that's happening like this weekend. But I imagine we're going to see one of these big names. Happen, happening next week. Now, I don't think Yoshinobu Yamamoto is going to be as quick because his camp is reportedly saying they're going to take their time. Of course, he's been doing all virtual conversations. As we know, virtual is not the same as in person. It's been phone calls. It's been Zoom calls. And so at the winter meetings, uh, that will be their first, over the next couple of weeks, their first chance to start having in-person conversations. So I don't imagine the winter meetings will conclude with a Yamamoto deal. I wouldn't I, think so. I would, yeah. What do they have till January see, Fourth, I yeah, believe it got is. Yeah, January 4th. They've got time. They want to use the full 45 days. This is a major decision. And obviously. if I'm Yamamoto's agent, like, there's a real pitching desperation out there. You know, Heyman has said there's eight teams mm-hmm. looking for multiple starters. The Padres are looking for starters. And the clubs that are looking for pitching are all the big market clubs exactly. with a lot of money. So if I'm Yamamoto's agent, I want to have these teams sweating mm-hmm. uh, for me. So, yeah, I'm in no rush That's to make a move. That's what I think makes sense. Yamamoto. You're 25. Uh, you're in a great part of your career. You want to of the biggest names on the market and there's other names as we talk about Snell Cease is another one that have been reported to have deals happening sooner let them have those deals there are as you mentioned plenty of teams looking for multiple starting pitchers and then Yamamoto can find the spot that makes most sense Philly yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. it really Which seems like there's a lot of game theory involved right like if you can be that last pitcher that oh holds out yeah. and now everybody's scrambling and there's like 20 teams that need a starter and yeah you, oh and God. you can be the, he's gonna cash the in. last person. He's going to cash in no matter what. Ching, ching, ching. Yeah, I mean, when you think back to the Bryce Harper situation, you know, it, I think baseball and the new CBA has kind of shifted a little bit where stuff starts to happen a little earlier. And I think agents and players were kind of like not feeling the, you know, some of those mid-tier players not signing until spring training. So mm-hmm. I think they're trying to accelerate it a little bit. But if you remember, Bryce Harper signed what, like early March? Wasn't it like the first week of March? Yeah, I've definitely. So I don't think that's good for the sport. I think, you know, like these winter meetings, I think a lot's going to happen. I don't think it's Yamamoto, uh, but we're going to do a segment here in a minute called Buy or Sell, what we think is going to happen next week. Uh, but I do think Soto is going to happen. You know, I think some of these big names are going to, there's going to be some movement in Nashville next week. And I think that's why there's no surprise we're hearing all these reports Today, especially. Sure. Um, this is a little like, appetizer is, before the main course. We yeah. about this yesterday. Like, this is the appetizer leading up to the main entree of winter meetings next week where teams are playing the game. It's a business move to now start. If you're Cleveland, if you're, you know, the Yankees, if you're the Mets, whoever, you're dropping out these reports of who you're willing to trade or who you're looking to trade for, what moves you're looking to make, that now going into winter meetings, it's got everybody salivating for the main course because – Friday's like it's like a I won't say Black Friday, but it's 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 become that of like here's all the deals we're looking to make 
And let's see who bites next week. Yeah. So another name that has entered the trade market is a very interesting one. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I want a bullpen arm. Uh, I think most <laughs> Phillies fans want another bullpen arm. Uh, we have a good bullpen, but we can very easily make this a great bullpen uh, with the addition of probably one more, you know, kind of high leverage spot arm uh, because I'm not counting on Orion to be that yet. You hope he becomes that. Uh, but he's mm -hmm. still, again, there's a there's an over-loving of prospects in Philadelphia uh, that infects many people. Uh, but this guy has led the American League in saves the last two years. Mm -hmm. uh, his name is Emmanuel Classe from the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, he is on a very team-friendly contract. Uh, and it goes on to say that, you know, it's no guarantee that he moves. Uh, but Cleveland seems to be listening to offers on Shane Bieber, yep. uh, on Classe. Uh, so this is why it's surprising to me because listen to how team friendly this contract is. Uh, so early in the 2022 season, Cleveland signed Class A to a five-year, $20 million contract extension that included an affordable $10 million club option for 27, 28 seasons uh, with a $2 million buyout. So he's entering the third season of that deal, and he's slated to earn just $2.5 million this season. 4.5 million the following year and only 6 million in 2026. Mm -hmm. So because of that contract, you're going to be able to get an absolute haul for them. Um, is it something the Phillies consider? I would think like for me, if I'm Dave Dombrowski, I, I just take the Howie Roseman model and like every single name that's out there, you make calls on, you oh, gauge yeah, what the absolutely. market is, oh, yeah. what the, what it's going to cost. And then you kind of sleep on it. So I, I hope the Phillies make a call on Emmanuel Claus. I, I think he would be really effing exciting to add yeah. with Alvarado and Hoffman and Sir Anthony and all those guys. Yeah. You could really elevate to the top bullpen in baseball. Especially when you think about the playoffs and the end of the playoffs, it really felt like they were one back end high leverage relief pitcher short. I mean, Kimbrell yeah. was, Kimbrell was cooked yeah, uh, they had uh, high hopes for Orion and still do. I still do. Everybody does. He, he looks like the real deal. But, you know, the guy started in single A at the beginning of the season. And now you've, you're you're throwing him in the fire. And they were in that position because they just didn't have enough guys they could rely on mm -hmm. at the very end there. Um, so, yeah. you know, there, there's a there's a, a common line of thought that you can you can bulk up on relievers at the trade deadline. Sure. Catch somebody who's hot, get them a little cheaper. Mm -hmm. um, but if you've got somebody with numbers like this and on that team-friendly contract. And he's with you for four or five more, like, well, well th three more years yeah. with those club uh, options. So. Another 25-year-old. 25 is the, ma the magic number of ages of, of major names that we're talking about here. You talk mm -hmm. about the numbers, a 322 ERA last season, 64 strikeouts, a 116 whip, and 44 saves. Listen, Emmanuel Classe, I know in the chat, Lisa, welcome in, MBDBDBF, Barbara as well, welcome in. Trolls right off the tongue. <laughs> you love that. Um, you guys are like, yeah, obviously, as we've talked about, and as you guys are sharing in the chat, bullpen arms are the necessity. And someone like Emmanuel Classe, who, yes, you look at that deal, uh, it's it's workable, it's manageable, and he would be a great addition. Yeah. A great addition. You would just have picture. to go up a ton because it's such a team friendly deal. But look, they're not manageable. my prospects. Yeah. Like this team's window. And like, I know, you know, there was a hot take reaction to our Twitter trade the other day. People have to always keep this in mind. The Phillies window to win a title is the next two to three years. Mm -hmm. um, so like, yes, you want to have five and six years 
down the line in your mind, obviously, uh, because that's how the Phillies got into a decade of ineptitude between 2012 and 2021. Uh, but the window to win is now. Like yeah, there is an element of pushing all your yes, chips in here. Yes. This is this is the time to go for it. I mean, we've been through a decade of rebuilding and holding on to prospects yeah. that didn't pan out. That's not where this franchise is right now. And we should celebrate that. Yeah. We're, we're like out I of mean, the wilderness and we're we're in a place where, you know, you talk about a Juan Soto. What if, what if Juan Soto was on the team last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They get knocked out by the Diamondbacks. I exactly. doubt it. Yeah, I and doubt that's it. the thing. So, I, I know we have talked about the untouchable mindset of Phillies prospects. We know the history of Phillies prospects have not always panned out. And yes, we saw what Orion was able to do coming into the final game of the regular season, games of the regular season, his back-to-back postseason blunder, uh, postseason game blunders, that you saw, okay, this he still needs more time, which we expected, obviously, getting called in. And, of course, the trajectory of that six-month swing that he went through to find and land with the Phillies. Andrew Painter, Painter coming off of surgery. Tommy John surgery is not something to sneeze at. Yes, we've seen plenty of people that respond well and come back off of it, but we've also seen some guys that don't. And so we don't know the future. We haven't had a chance to see a full season of Andrew Painter. We haven't had a chance to see a full season of Ryan Kirkering. So those two names alone, you add in someone like Mick Abel, we just don't know. There's a lot of question marks. And I'm all for taking the sure thing. I know, Jamie, we were talking about it. I believe the concept of like, do you take the mystery item or if you're getting offered like a boat, for example, do you yeah. take the boat or the mystery item? I'm going with the boat. I don't want to leave it up to chance and the what ifs and all that. Boats are expensive team, though, Renee. Have you seen gas prices? <laughs> all right, JD. <Jamie. laughs> if I'm getting it for free, I'm taking the boat. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, as we know, this is not a rebuild team. This is a win now team. Yeah, it's so pushing time. pieces that you can know in the next one, two, three seasons are going to be able to help the Phillies win now. Not planning for the what-ifs of, oh, well, Ryan can be this. He can very well be that. Sure. You know, Andrew Painter very well can be a But if I can pitcher. turn Orion into but Devin Williams or Emmanuel Classe, I'm doing that probably seven out of seven days Right, and week. that's the thing. Why wait for them to become a Devin Williams yeah. or an Emmanuel Classe when you can just get Just get them, and right. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. <laughs> and, Renee, you mentioned Andrew Painter, who I was so incredibly high on, oh. so excited right about, just Such like everybody else. Such a bummer. We're in the spring, but... You know, you look at where he is now, and he's got to miss another season. He is still extremely valuable, but should he be more valuable to a team that's two years away than right. to a team that's should be all in right now? So I know we love Painter. Might get killed by the comments <laughs> on this, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't even make Painter untouchable. I feel like he's extremely valuable to someone else, and you could bring value in for that. So yeah. I mean, I'm open to a lot because they're on the doorstep of a title. And will I trade, you know, some pain six, seven years from now for another parade down Broad Street? Yeah, I probably would. Uh, So there's another name that's popped up in my uh, my morning stove uh, roundup readings the past two or three days. I've seen him pop up twice now. And I believe Tyler's in love with this guy. (laughs) I could be wrong uh, because I'm I'm big on outfield help, too. I've seen some chatter. Uh, in the chat here about outfield. I think they're in, in desperate need of an outfielder, to be on, sure. quite honest with you. Um, and this name has popped up as a possibility uh, under the Tyler Glasnow story. And that is Randy Rosarena. He, again, like Classe, uh, isn't a sure thing to be moved, uh, but his name has now popped up twice. And he was kind of thrown in the passing story as like a side secondary type of nugget. Uh, Tyler, am I correct that you love a Rosarena? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Would you 
would you push in a lot to go get him? So, yeah, I think so. I mean, d- define a lot because clearly I like my value of 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 prospects is probably diminished further than most. And, and, and so define a lot, but yeah, I, I think that I probably would probably two of your top five prospects. I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, what's the contract look like? Look like uh, that. I have not looked <laughs> pulled up. I think he's only got two years of control left off the top of my head, but I'll, I'll find that. Uh, I mean, talk about filling a need. He would be, Yeah, I mean, he, so he's a, uh, you know, so he's a, 28 years old, fairly average defender, but I sure. mean, the, who cares the, about defense? the, the pop is there. Um, the playoff, uh, you know, heroics. So is he, off real the charts. quick to interrupt you. He's in arbitration year two. Estimation for that is about seven million dollars. Yeah, that's a steal. So he has. Even, you could you could give him a pay raise to ten to twelve, and yeah, I, sure. I still think that that's a a contractual steal for a guy like Randy Rosarena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So guys, thoughts on Randy Rosarena? He's a, he's offensively a freak. He's kind of shown you that that Bill Rafferty. Double order of onions in the playoffs. He's been he's been a gamer for the Tampa Bay Rays. And the shame of being a Rays fan is anytime you get somebody great from your farm system, you eventually end up selling them. Uh, so Randy Arena, would you? Absolutely. I mean, again, with all these names, depends. Depends on what the package is. But yeah, he's 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 a great fit, right-handed. Which is uh, huge. They do need a right-handed bat. Yeah. 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 Pop, speed. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's a great fit. So would you it comes down to, you know, what would they be looking for? Um, and you made a great point, Jamie. I just I can't imagine being a Rays fan. It's gotta suck. <laughs> it's gotta <laughs> suck. Like I, every good player you get yeah. and culture and cultivate and all that, you end up trading them. It's the like it's rough. Only positive thing they've got going for them, and this could be a positive or a negative, depending on how you look at it, is that you're in Tampa Bay and being in Florida could be great, but it also is where the craziest things and wildest stories tend to happen. That's so, where Florida uh, man and the bath salts happen. Yeah. Are, oh, I, every news story I hear, I'm like, must be Florida. Must be Florida. <laughs> but listen, for Randy, uh, as we talk about, I know in the chat, Lisa was mentioning it. Welcome in, Lisa. Different people were talking about the win now mindset. Championship windows, as we know, is very small. I like the point Lisa was making there. There's no guarantee. Sure. For the future. So to bring in somebody like Randy, if we're talking about good at bats, good outfielder with splits of, uh, you know, 23 home runs, 83 RBIs, 254 average, 789 OPS. Uh, Randy is one of those pieces that you can add in and you know what you're going to get from him. Also in his 20s, 28 years old, 20, right in, in a prime. great point of his yeah. career. And probably another guy that's going to come into the club. This is another part that we don't talk enough about. That's just going to be so excited to be on a team. Talk about being a frustration as a, as a Rays fan. How about you now get to come to the Phillies and you're loving playing at Citizens Bank Park and winning games and being in contention to win a World Series. And Jose Alvarado like, greets you with a friendship Jose, bracelet. Right. <laughs> Just like, like good vibes. I, yeah. I, it makes complete sense to me. Instead of being down there in Florida where they have upside down pineapple controversies and ridiculous things going on and alligators attacking people, come to <laughs> Philly where you can talk about really? possibly winning a World Series. Best I know, all we have is the one alligator, the emotional support alligator. Yes, yeah. That's the only guy I'm looking at. 
support fine. alligator. They're not, right. he's not he's attacking not, you. He's not the mean one. He's going to hug you. He's, he's a huggable alligator. You. He's going to do some cool tricks for you. He's a whole celebrity. That's our and pitch. An actor. Be in like, contention. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, Play we have pork roll. Harper. I mean, and like, again, listen, I think that you always had me sells. at pork roll. You said we could have <laughs> yeah. that. You got me at pork roll. Has because Randy had pork roll? Does he know how good we have it here? We got to make sure Do you like having to worry about every possible pond, puddle, thing having an alligator coming yeah. out of it you know Versus florida screw that way like which would you rather have but you know championships are the selling point for the phillies and someone like randy come on over i'll win a championship and we will greet you with pork roll yeah there's a lot of names that uh, you know john's gonna be hearing next week and again okay. if you're just joining us john's gonna be down in nashville at the mlb Woo-hoo. winter meetings uh representing the phly phillies podcast so you can check out his writing on all phly.com uh, we'll have some, you know, social media content, some videos on demand on our YouTube channel. He'll be joining the show and, and bringing us a little bit of the color and flavor uh, from down there. Now, yesterday on the show, uh, we talked about Zach Wheeler and the Todd Zalecki piece about extending him and how much of a priority is that. And I kind of just mentioned nonchalantly that like Wheeler's best three years uh, here have been here of his career. His best years are here in Philadelphia. Uh, and it's kind of been freakishly good. Uh, and one of the best contracts the Phillies have ever signed. And I just kind of wondered out loud, like how does that stack up versus Roy Halladay's best three years here versus Cole Hamill's best three years here. So we're going to show you a graphic in a second, but before I do that, I want to tell you about game time because game time is awesome. I've used it a couple times now to go to a concert, Uh, to go to a comedy show, and it's the fastest-growing ticket marketplace in the country. Uh, So buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. My wife texted me today about taking the girls to Disney on ice, so I'm going to check that out on game time. Yeah, so it's got the best, uh, you know, lowest price guarantee for you. Game time is fast and easy way for you to get to all your favorite events. Uh, They have flash deals and last-minute tickets, easy to find find and buy tickets for every event in your area, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection. Uh, So you get images of your seats, you buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you don't have to go digging through your email at the gate, which my wife loves doing. And it leads to a, a heated debate amongst us. Why didn't you download those tickets? Well, game time just makes that easy for you. Oh, so you sna- print tickets, though? Print tickets? No, it's all, everything's digital. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. just making sure. No, one time she hadn't downloaded it, and we were at the oh, gate, and see, there's see. all these people, and I it was hard to part. get service. So, you know, you yeah. got to work ahead of time. You put it uh, in your wallet. And, yeah, and game time makes that easy for digital you. Wallet. So download the game time app. Create an account and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. So, again, just create an account and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. So, Tyler put together a beautiful graphic for us. Yeah, I wouldn't of say beautiful. The conversation we had yesterday. Zach Wheeler, how does he stack up versus the best three years of Hamels ah. and the best three years of of uh, Roy Halladay, both pretty damn good pitchers. Now, we did not use 2008 uh, as the start of Cole Hamill's run because it was not the best three-year run he had here uh, because 2009 kind of sucked for him. He had the uh, the World Series hangover, as they say. So here they are side-by-side for you podcast viewers. Uh, we'll put this out on our social media channel so you can take a look at it. But when you just talk about ERA, 
Roy Halladay takes it with a 2.91 ERA over those three years. Zach Wheeler right on his heels with a 3.08 ERA. And Cole Hamels in the middle of those two with a 2.97 ERA. Uh, he's right there with Roy Halladay and Cole Hamels in terms of pretty much wins. Uh, slightly less than than Roy Halladay, who had 51 wins. Oof. But wins and losses is not a pitcher stat. Uh, in my opinion, uh, I don't know how you guys feel Fair. about it, but I usually don't uh, take that into equation too much in, in the pitcher conversation. Uh, but when you look at the strikeouts, That's- Zach Wheeler has the most one more than Cole Hamels whip, I think is the most telling number for a pitcher. And uh, yes, Zach Wheeler has the best that's, whip. That's the money right there. Yeah. Strikeouts and whip. Look and Second fewest walks. Roy Halladay has the fewest walks over that three-year stretch at 1.4 per nine. Um, those are three pretty special pitchers in they, Philly's they history. They really are. And just for Zach Wheeler to even be in that graphic is, in between, is amazing. In, in between Cole Hamels and, and Roy Halladay, I mean, you know, look, looking at those numbers, and I do, I do think wins and losses, not a terrific way to assess a pitcher. Yeah. But you can yeah. see just by the number of those decisions, how it's an long indicator, he was going. It's yeah. an indicator of how deep Halliday was going sure. into the games. And I would give him, I think I have to give Halliday the edge because of that. Um, you know, uh, 2010, 2011, oh, yeah. 17 complete games over those two years, five complete games, shutouts. I mean, and when you, and we were looking at those, those three years uh, combined, you know, that's factoring in a 2012 Roy Halladay. Which was not his best. Who posted a 4.49 ERA. So, I mean. To make his numbers dominant. that yeah. after a 4.49 is right, ridiculous. Right. So if you just isolate 2010, 2011, you know, among those three guys, you can't go wrong. They're all incredible. But I've never had the confidence uh, in another pitcher on the mound that I've had. Roy Halladay. Yeah. Those yeah. Games. And that's, that's a crazy thing. I know in the chat you guys are getting excited and geeked out over the graphic and Again, we'll have to share it on Twitter for everybody because the fact that Zach Wheeler's in the conversation with, you know, part of the Fantastic Four and looking at where he matches up with the best, you know, Roy's numbers alone. Um, but I know we, we were even looking at like Lee, Hamels, you know, all across the board. You look at pitchers that have worn a Phillies jersey. We're talking no hitters, historic moments, World Series, um, having, as you talk about, going into seven, eight, nine innings of pitching, and Zach Wheeler is there. Uh, it, it's exciting because that is the confidence. As we talk about an extension for Zach Wheeler, this is exactly why, because Zach Wheeler has cemented himself as one of the best pitchers ever to play for the Phillies. And the numbers that we just see on the screen there back that up. His whip and his strikeouts alone, of course, as you mentioned, a little bit different with comparison with the bigger picture, knowing that someone like you know Roy was pitching seven, eight, nine innings. Uh, that obviously takes things into perspective, but still, right there on the on the on the yeah. nose with the best, and that's kind of that's the, our just ace. the point of why we did it because oh, we mentioned yeah. yesterday, like Zach Wheeler's as good as these guys, and, and I mean you see it with some of the numbers, he's better than them in some regards. Uh, but yeah, Roy Halladay is one of the and best I, pitchers I've I ever seen in my life. I feel like a lot of times, I know we've had this conversation before. People rewrite history because you're you're comparing what you see now versus what you remember, and you might remember things differently. Now mm-hmm. you're not listen. Roy Halladay alone, you're not rewriting it and fluffing it. What what you saw is what you, is what you know. But it's hard to compare across 
eras and generations sure. and times and careers for that exact reason. But when you look at the numbers, it paints a nice picture for you that, yeah, the Zach Wheeler's numbers, when we just said it yesterday, people might have been scratching their head like, I don't know if we put him in the, the category at the top. But when you look at the numbers, without a doubt, he's he's in that category. Yeah, the other thing I didn't realize, like, uh, not that I underappreciated Cole Hamels, but damn. I know. That was, <laughs> that was a really three good years, oh too. And yeah, it's not even including his 2008 and his postseason. Yeah, where he was exactly. MLCS MVP, World Series MVP. I I mean, all, all three of these guys, honestly, it's, it's not just the incredible careers they had, but the, the postseason numbers. You got Halliday coming in. Throwing a throwing a no oh no gosh. hitter in the post a real no hitter not a Houston Astros no hitter <laughs> in the postseason yeah don't, got, do <laughs> don't do that that's not fair <laughs> uh, you, you've got Hamels with with his incredible run in 2008 and uh, and Zach Wheeler I think at one point I, I think it probably still holds he had the the lowest postseason whip of mm-hmm. of all time yeah. of all time not just on the Phillies of of everybody so these are not only are they incredible, but they they also all three of them seem to have an extra gear. Yeah, yeah. You, and it's wild to think about. We didn't even include that 2008 season yeah. for Hamels. Yeah. Uh, Cole Hamels is a beast. Oh my god! But yeah. that's the thing, and and I know Barbara's making a good point. Outside of Philadelphia, some people don't even really uh, correlate the Phillies with with Roy or Cliff the way that we do with Zach. But we we internally absolutely do. But you know, when you look at their careers, and I know we talked about this before the show. Not only are we looking at those seasons, but when you look at their entire career for for Cole Hamels, for Roy Halladay, some of their best seasons were with the Phillies. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. why you absolutely have to, you know, for those outside of Philly, include them as being a Philly. All right. We got a lot to get here, too. In oh, a yeah. little amount of time, we're going to do a buy-sell <laughs> segment about the winter meetings where John will be next week in Nashville. Uh, let's just buzz through these. And then, of course, we got to do Guess That Ballpark. And, John, you're allowed to cheat. Renee set the standard of cheating being allowed. I set the standard um, of getting things right. Uh huh. So okay. however I'm you feel like cheating with the ballpark outline, do whatever you got to do. Let's just co- let's just correct that. Um, I set the standard for uh-huh. to do Using to my win. resources, as right. you said, yes. Resources being cheating. Listen, plenty of people have tried to cheat. Not everybody can do it I, well. I'm not good at cheating at this game because it's really Fair hard not. so a couple headlines in major league baseball and then we're going to get right into buy or sell uh, our old friend gabe kapler mm. hired by the miami marlins as the assistant to the general manager now gabe was in the running for the red sox gm job as well uh so it's continues to show that gabe kapler continues to be regarded in in pretty good circles in major league baseball now he enters the NL East again as an assistant to the GM, uh, and I'm sure his perineum tanning uh, that he does uh, will be um, very valuable down in Florida and in Miami and on South Beach. I can just see Gabe now zipping along on some roller skates and, <laughs> and showing off the bod. So it seems like a good fit for him. He's back in the NL East. Uh, I, I always think Gabe gets a little too railed on. I do mm-hmm. think there's a good baseball mind in there. Yeah. It's just it comes out in the weirdest package ever. Yeah, it is. It's it's strange. I mean, he's <laughs> you can tell that they're exactly the way you put it, Jamie. There's there's a good baseball mind in there, but it just comes in this bizarre package <laughs> and with all the other Spitting stuff. Spitting out ice and like, cream and, <laughs> and you know, burger conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And when you look at the Phillies fan base and, you know, the big chunk of the fan base has been historically reluctant to newer analytics for this guy to come in <laughs> as the manager. I think he set us back years because people now associate 
some of these advanced stats. But if you look at his rosters popular. when he was here, like they outperformed what they were. The the roster his first year or two were absolute dreck. Yeah. Uh, so Gabe Kapler's back in the NL East. Uh, that's a whole other conversation we need to have one day. About Pernian sure. Tanner? That's oh, the butthole tanning. And oh. Gabe Kapler's a believer in it. <laughs> Uh, because it apparently yeah. gets you good vitamin. Uh, so have I don't fly understand. that freak flag down in Miami, da- uh, Gabe. Gabe. That's, a, that's a good place for you. Uh, <laughs> that's, right, that's the right spot to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, happens South in Beach. Florida. <laughs> Everything happens in Florida. Cuban sandwiches, chess, and uh, butthole tanning. Yeah. Um, oh a lot Lord. going on down there. Um, a couple other news and notes. The Orioles are apparently are showing interest in Jordan Hicks and Josh Hader. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not only do they want some starting pitching, but it appears they're trying to corner the reliever market a little bit there. Uh, and the Brewers, uh, Jeff Passing goes on to say, are engaging in some more Kurt Corbin Burns talk. Oh, yeah. Uh, he says the Milwaukee Brewers have engaged in teams on recent days on right-hander Corbin Burns. Uh, the 2021 NL Cy Young winner finished eighth in the voting this past year uh, with 200 strikeouts to 66 walks in just shy of 200 innings with a 3-3 ERA. Like Shane Bieber, Burns is set to hit free agency after uh, this upcoming season. So there's another big name to watch next year or next week, excuse me, in the winter meetings. Uh, so we wanted to do a little winter meeting discussion here before we get to guess that ballpark, which is like kind of buy or sell. Are you buying or selling? Uh, and each of us came up with two. Uh, so I'll kick it off and then we'll go to John and Renee about Surely. next week's winter meetings. Are these things we think are going to happen, a.k.a. buy or not uh, sell? So my two I'll start it with Blake Snell or Yamamoto signing next week in Nashville. I am going to buy that Blake Snell signs next week. I think there's a, I think there's going to be legs to that. And I think mm. the desperation of teams, somebody's just going to say, screw it. Here's $200 million. Mm. I don't think Yamamoto is going to sign, but I do think Snell. So I think one of the two will happen. I think I'm on the same page. I think I, I think I buy on Snell. I think, you know, somebody's just going to, yeah, exactly. Jump the gun, throw money at him. I, I really like they'll feel, feel like, like they're out on Yamamoto and they're just like, screw yeah, it. Here's yeah. like, you know, you're looking around and there's not that many big name options left. Uh, if you want to go the straight free agent round and not trades, I, I think somebody's going to jump on Snell. I do think Yamamoto is going to be a little more complicated. And, you know, I, I think if he's getting good advice, he'll probably wait until pretty late in the game um, before he he makes his move. So buy on Snell, sell on Yamamoto. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I think for sure the reports have been very consistent that Blake Snell obviously has interest in wanting to return back to his hometown in Seattle, could see him possibly there with the Mariners. Um, I I just absolutely feel like when you think of all the names that we've heard reported to be locked in by winter meetings or at least by the end of them, Blake Snell makes sense. And then Yamamoto, take your time, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. No (laughs) rush. Have a chance to have a conversation with everybody. Visit the United States and... Take your time, and I think it's going to be a little bit closer to, honestly, January 4th that we see a Yamamoto. Yeah, and then my other one was Bayer Snell, Juan Soto playing in Yankees pinstripes by the end of next week. I am I am buying this one. Uh, uh, I think he's going to be in the Bronx by the end of next week. Yeah, un- unfortunately, I'm, I'm buying that, too. I love that the Phillies are mentioned as in the mix. Sure. We, we talked about, you know, uh, how, how great it would be. Um but it just has that Yankees feel to it. It does. I'm, I'm going to buy. Don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still, I'm still. Jenny from the block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know go. Jenny. Um, Juan she still Soto. looks great. I know. She's ridiculous. She's not human. No. Um, <laughs> so Juan Soto 
as my stomach gurgles. If sorry if anybody could hear that, I'm like, Mike, I'm getting a little hungry for lunch. Um, <laughs> I, I could see it happening. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I would so. Hate, I would hate to see it happen, but I feel like Juan Soto's not messing around at this point. He's been through this before, and now he's ready to go make a big, a big move and leave the broke boys to go to the, the wealthy franchise. Yeah, the and we also club. have Tyler's by ourselves. Uh, oh, John, Lord. let's kick it to you <laughs> next. Yeah, so I had a few. I'd, I thought we might want to check in our, our division rivals, the Mets. And they're going to do something. Yeah, and try to figure out what they're doing. And, you know, for a normal team who had a season like the Mets had, you would think, okay, they're taking a step back. They're going to, you know, they're going to shed salary. They're going to get youth. They're going to rebuild. But with all that money and all the expectations in the New York market, it makes you wonder, are they actually going to make a big splash? Are, are they going to be the, the Yamamoto team? Uh, you know, are they going to be on be, be in on some sort of other huge move? And it it really, to me, it, it's a coin flip either way. Do they do they tinker at the edges and sort of you know take take this year to regroup, or do they jump right in with a big splash? So uh, I I don't really know if I buy or sell. I I think I'd buy that the Mets are going to do something big and something interesting. But curious as to your all thoughts. Well, after uh, inking the deals with Luis Severino and Joey Wendell, the reports have come out that the Mets are still actively looking on the starting pitching market, and they're not done. They want to add not only a starting pitcher, another, but they are looking to add two or three guys. So I think they're going into winter meetings with this, like, they've got, you know, back in the day, used to go to the store with, like, cash you were ready to buy something wide like they're coming into the winter meetings with a lot of cash they're ready to make some deals so i would buy that for sure and i don't know if it's gonna be a major thing like a young i don't know if it, i don't think yamamoto is happening but i don't think it's gonna be a major deal but i could see them making some deals yeah i think uh, i think yamamoto is gonna be a met um i just uh with senga there last year and the reports that he wants to play with another japanese player and steve cohen be, being such a business mind like i think he views that as like mm. the international kind of like notice and um you know commerce that comes from a move like that so i i think yamamoto is going to be the mets big move i do think he's going to be in division i don't think it's going to happen next week but I, I i think that's the move that they make it's, it's okay. frustrating we already got to deal with the braves in the division i know i wish Ugh. the mets would just hang back <laughs> yeah. for public. i guess they have their own goals uh the second one for me was to check in on our friend reese hoskins and mm. see if if you have you all had thoughts about what sort of contract he might be looking at, uh, you know, uh, what's that, the over-under at, at three years, 20 million per. I think he's another Boris guy, so blood in the water. Blood in the water. Yeah. yeah. I was I was surprised that the Phillies didn't give him the qualifying offer, you know, one year, 20, because I, I didn't think he would accept that. I, I think my my feeling is that he's probably going to get a multi-year deal somewhere for for about the same uh, for about the same amount per year. Um and I now, think my guess is he pick. goes one year. I think yeah, I think I'm he's gonna I think he's gonna bet on himself. I I just have a feeling he's gonna go to the Chicago Cubs. That's my guess. Uh, okay. Does it happen next week? It might. Um, that's one of those ones. You know, he's kind of sneaky in most free agent ranks around like that twenty to twenty five range mm -hmm. of best available players. Mm -hmm. I think he's gonna do a one year deal with the Cubs because I think it's beneficial to the Cubs, so they get the bridge year to their first base prospect. Uh, that's highly touted out there. Uh, I think he goes to the Cubs for one year, maybe like slightly north of 20, 2021, something mm. like that in that range. Okay. And then tries to get that prove it deal uh, because I don't think he's going to get long-term offers for decent money. So I think he views it as beneficial to bet on himself 
you know, hopefully put up 30 plus again and, and cash in the following year. Yeah, I'm I'm not buying what you're selling, John Foley. Um gonna use a full cover. What's your middle name actually? Patrick. Oh, John are you, Patrick. Are you, are you Irish that. by chance? Yeah. Irish, <laughs> Irish, Irish, <laughs> okay, okay. John Patrick makes sense for sure. Yeah. Um because and actually Jamie jumps the gun a little bit because my buy or sell for the Chicago Cubs is actually exactly that. Um, well then I, I'm buying it. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> clearly. So to act, uh, to jump off of what you just said and 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 shift. I feel like the Cubs are going to go in and they're going to lock in on a starting pitcher and a one-year deal, someone like Reese Hoskins, actually, because I do think coming off of injury, Reese Hoskins is going to have a prove year. And I also feel like as we keep hearing the different reports from the Cubs, they've been very active. We've heard their names tied to Tyler's guy, Tyler Glass now, Shohei Otani. I think they're going to be signing a, a starting... Shane Bieber yesterday, a lot right, of Right, like yeah. they're going to be signing a starting pitcher or, or making a trade for a starting pitcher and then also that one-year deal for Reese Hoskins. So it sounds like, Jamie, you're buying my deal. I buy. I, it's, it's conflicting I think it's with yours. Voice, I, I think, yeah, it conflicts <laughs> with mine. I think I have to sell just because I think... I don't think Reese has to do a one-year prove-it deal. I think mm. he's known quantity. I mean, the injury is what it was, but if you're bringing him in as a DH... You're not too concerned about him uh, getting hurt again in the field. You know pretty much what you're getting in terms of OPS and, and 30 home runs. I I think with all the teams out there looking for, you know, a power right-handed bat, I think I think somebody will step up and give him a little more of that. Okay. Unless, unless Reese wants, unless he really wants to bet on, on himself. Yeah, or, and I think maybe that's, it's, it possibly is that him to go out, have a redemption year of like, this is what I deserve. And I want to make sure, like, if, Teams aren't willing to offer him a nice multi-year deal. Take that one-year deal, sign, yeah. and then now you can be requesting more. I think money if somebody gives him four years, eighty million, like he's going to take for it. sure. But I don't know if that those offers right. are going to be there. I don't know if the there. market's going to we'll call for that. Uh, but one person the market's definitely calling for that's Shohei Otani. So of course I have to go with my future husband Shohei Otani <laughs> for the other option. Um, I think he's staying in California, but with a new team. So, obviously, we've been hearing a lot of conversation about Shohei Otani, and Jeff Passan had a report that came out saying that the Boston Red Sox, New York Mets, and the Texas Rangers, who were initially in the hunt for Shohei, have allegedly dropped out of the race and are turning towards other free agents. The Dodgers are still in the conversation, of course, Cubs, Blue Jays. But I think the Dodgers, the Giants, those are the two teams I'm keeping an eye on. I think Shohei Otani is staying in L.A. In yeah, I think, I think he's going to be playing in Chavez Ravine. I had to guess. Yeah. Just see, you know, I know they're desperate for pitching help this year uh, um, because they have an incredibly loaded offense. Otani won't be able to give it to them this year, but if they can plan for two mm -hmm. years from now, uh, I think they have the money to do it. It's the market to do it. Yeah, I think he's yeah. going to be a Dodger. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm buying it for the Dodgers. The, the way we talked about Soto just feeling like a Yankee move, uh, Otani feels like a Dodgers move. I would love to see him get out of the national, <laughs> stay stay out of the national Man, league. Mookie uh, Betts, Freeman, and Otani. Uh, no, I don't, would be. I don't want to see that. Not it, it sort of feels like it. it yeah, because it's another national good, league but, road block. Yeah, like, not good I at know, all for the Phillies. Not, Very frustrating. All right, but Tyler, you got some buy or sells for us as well. Yeah, so uh, Jamie, I think you uh, you answered the first question, so I know your answer, but I'll, I'll still play this to, uh, to John and Renee for this first question. And it's uh, Yamamoto ends up signing with a National League East team. Yeah, I'm buying. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Now you have to look at the Phillies going up against Yamamoto and Shoei. Much, oh, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I would take that deal. Sadly, I'd, I'd like 
sign that deal with my eyes closed. I think it's happening. Uh, you know, I'm going to sell only on, I do think the Mets are one of the most likely destinations. I do have to think if you're placing bets on the Mets against the field, everyone else okay. in Major League Baseball, I think the field has a better chance. Yeah. So I'll sell on that. But uh, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I hope not, but it's, it's definitely. Yeah, the American League really needs to step up here. Yeah, they're selling they all really? their pieces. They're, they're not in the free agent market. <laughs> Everyone in the National League. To. God, just these oh, is it time to change up the configuration of the NL and the AL? <laughs> you guys talk about you know the, the, the teams in the American League. Just, just think about the AL Central. You have at minimum three teams in the AL Central that refuse to spend oh. money. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, the, the Kansas City Royals refuse to spend money. Mm -hmm. The Cleveland Guardians refuse to spend money. Detroit looking like they're going to start doing it again. Minnesota looking like they're, they're going to start doing it again. Oh, and yeah. the White Sox right now don't want to spend any money because they're in a they're a disaster. And yeah. Chris Getz is, I, quite frankly, I don't think Chris Getz is going to be a good GM. But so you have three teams in one division that like adamantly refuse to spend any money. It kind of knocks down your American League. Yeah. Thing. And that's the thing. All of our rumors that we've talked about, every hot stove, it's national league teams when have we talked about unless they're looking to move a guy and reporting that they're open to trading or open to a conversation we haven't talked about detroit we haven't talked about um the the blue jays tampa bay we haven't really talked about the, the blue jays are sneaking much. they're they're hiding in the shadows they're, they're a little lurking bit. a little yeah, bit like we've, we've murmured about them but when you look across the american league we barely have heard any reports about them actively being aggressive in in the hot stove conversation so maybe they're behind the scenes quietly doing things but i think they're just being cheapos all right tyler what's your other yeah, one so my second one and, and i'm going to pose this question question to oh you with a thought in mind that the one that immediately jumps out i think is i would sell and the there's a, a lesser talked about starting to happen conversation that I think I might consider buying. And that's a former MVP gets traded this off season. Did Soto win an MVP? Uh, no, I don't believe so. He came in second. I believe once. I'll, I'll double check that just to be a hundred percent. Who do you have in mind? Who's your, who are you? So I, I don't think Mike Trout gets moved this off season. Okay. Um, it seems like I, that's one more year away, but I would not be surprised uh, the the one name that keeps coming up in conversation, and when you guys talked about the Dodgers, you know, looking to, to, to pick up an outfield Mookie? arm, I would not be surprised if Christian Yelich gets moved. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's possible. I'll I'll just pop in that uh, Soto was second in MVP voting in 2021 yeah. with the Nationals. Okay, so not an MVP, but pretty close. Yeah, he also um, has a couple other top ten huh. finishes. Yeah, Yelich is an interesting one. That's sneaky, Tyler. I like the, that. The, the, the big issue with Yelich is the contract, obviously. I think he's got like four more years, at like four or five more years at like $26 million. Milwaukee clearly wants to shed money. They're not mm. going to get a ton back for him no. because of that contract and the knowledge that they want to move off of, of contracts. I think if they're... If they're desperately looking to move, he's twenty-two million a year for through twenty twenty-eight. Yes, yeah, so and like they have a mutual agreement in twenty-nine. So it's like it's ooh, yeah, that's that's a lot of money for Christian Yelich at this point. But he's interesting. I'm going to sell on the MVP getting moved, but I, I do think it's close. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, I, I think I lean sell, but uh, you know, not out of the realm of imagination by any means. Yeah, Christopher said he mentioned Yelich. Also, earlier in the show, um, I'm going to say sell on this one, but it does make you think. It does, it's something a little different. That's why I was like, who do you have in mind specifically? Yeah, I think that there's but enough I, there's enough teams huh. that are, are competing that could use outfield 
help. And and if you look at Yelich's numbers last year, it was the first year he was healthy in quite some time. I think he was like 276. Is a, a, a solid a, a majority of his major statistical categories rebounded. They're they're never going to be the MVP numbers that he no. put together, mm-hmm. you know, a few years mm-hmm. ago. But I think that if if there's a team that is willing to take on some of that money or, or a majority of that money, you're probably going to get Christian Yelich for relatively cheap compared to what like what like his numbers if you just blindly yeah. put his numbers into a vacuum and spit them out I think you're going to get him for cheaper than what you what you probably would I see Marshall uh, Marshall mock in the in the chat talking about Marshall trout Mark? um which is is you know if we're talking about MVPs possibly on the move um you know he should be included in the conversation I still don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, it seems like yeah. uh, the last I heard from either Passon or Rosenthal was that he still has yet to officially request out, and both sides kind of have um, a desire to because there was a feeling that the Angels felt like he should have returned earlier last year from injury. So, like, it's going to take Mike Trout saying, I want to be moved yeah. for it to actually happen. So, And for I, the Brewers specifically, uh, going back to them, they are cleaning house. I know Barbara said in the chat, that's a good point. So, for that reason, I could see him getting moved. Uh, but for Mike Trout, there's been so many conflicting rumors, but it does seem like evidently it comes down to whatever Mike Trout wants to do. Yeah. So, it is time, Renee. Your favorite part of the show. And that is to talk about Hero Bread. That's my Hero favorite part Bread of the show. Is First of all, I could use a nice sandwich on you know I'm some hero hungry. bread right now. I could use a nice juicy, meaty sandwich. And with hero bread, you can eat soft, fluffy, delicious bread. It's high fiber, ultra low net carbs, zero gram sugar per slice. They've got tortillas. They've got sliced breads. They've got rolls. Be so great right now to have a nice wrap with some hero bread. And I had some of their bread and tortillas. It's, it's hearty. It's delicious and nutritious, which we love. So over at hero.co, you can use code PHLY, get 10% off. You can also shop for Hero Bread on Amazon. And the beauty is that they've got all of their bread is fewer calories than the leading national brand and crosses over regardless of your diets, your allergies, your lifestyle constraints, that Hero Bread has something for you. So before we get into my favorite game, make sure you take a look at Hero Bread over at Hero.co. Use that code PHOI, get 10% off. And eat like a winner because winners are sitting over here. Oh, jeez. <laughs> So it's time for Guess That Ballpark. Renee is the best cheater of all of us. If you can't tell, I'm clearly winning. Uh, it is five to two. I really, you know, mm-hmm. this is becoming kind of like the, mm-hmm. well, it's, it's looking like the Eagles race against the 49ers Cowboys where I'm extending the, the, the gap here. Uh, I had a two game lead. Now I've got a three game lead. Hopefully the Eagles can make it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess without even and seeing I'm the ballpark today. Great American ballpark. Going ex- <laughs> okay. So John, I love that you're on this. I'm going to get it right. Now. One of these days. It's time. Uh, all right, Tyler, hit us. Hit us with the ball. <laughs> oh, that just looks like any ballpark. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Here we go again. Has Kauffman stadium been guessed? Uh, no, I'm going to go with Kauffman stadium. Oh, it does actually. Oh. This is a, a like pretty generic you... ballpark. This looks like maybe the uh, the NES baseball game. This is ballpark. any any uh, little league, you know, ninety foot field you've ever <laughs> yeah, seen yeah, in your yeah. life. Uh, man, I, actually, yeah, I, I, I hate I this game. Think I, it's White Sox guaranteed. Wow, I know guaranteed. I'm early. This is the earliest you've in. ever submitted. No, Wait, no, like no, you're locking it in. in. No, no, That's no, it. No, no. Renee's oh, locked in. No, I didn't say that. I it just seemed think, like a lock-in answer to me. No, I just said I think the the name uh-huh. it's guaranteed field. That's I was just saying the name. I wasn't locking in. I'm locked in. Great in the Royals. Because <laughs> to me, like that's just like your standard little league field. Like 
and it's got the, the, the fountain in center but field. But there are about five or six that this could be, in my opinion. That's why I'm not going to overthink it, Renee, and I'm going to do the same shitty approach I have every day, <laughs> oh and that's gosh. fire from the hip, and hopefully I'll get one of these right. Oh, I'm going to just go with a suggestion from the from the chat here. Blue Jays, why not? Blue Jays? Yeah, one well, thing I've learned from this game is that I do not pay attention well, to what the dimensions of fields are. Yeah, the cheat uh, I use is images from space. <laughs> <Okay>. So the, <laughs> so the dome space. stadiums are really tough for me. Uh, so there's my image of the Rogers Center. I don't know if uh, that's going to help me at all. That here. is actually hilarious. Yeah. That you have, remember like Google Earth where you could literally yeah, see the I, space? That's basically what you're on right yeah, now. Yeah, basically. It actually, the image is via Google Earth. Oh, you're on Google Earth. No, it's a business insider, but all the images oh, are from my, Google Earth. My cheat sheet's much more um, sophisticated than yours. Yeah. Well, I got mine, yeah. right? Are you yeah. official answer? I'm, I'm not taking any position on whether or not it's cheating, but there's Renee? a lot going on here. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's got like four different websites. He cross-references. Do I, I have to set a timer? Well, I need to see all. I need to see everything. I don't want to do a Google Earth. Siri, one-minute timer. Did we, we didn't do Cleveland yet. <laughs> yeah. This is not cheating, John. One of the two of you has asked if we've done Cleveland <laughs> every day this week. We used progressive field already. Oh, yeah. Wait, I forgot to consult my list. Oh, silly of me. Well, you have 45 seconds. Can you add an additional 30 seconds so I can consult nope, my list? Absolutely not. All right. We did do progressive field. That was on, like, Tuesday. Oh, 35 gosh. seconds this, right now. This game, every time we play this, it makes me have to pee. I get so nervous. <laughs> and yeah. I'm feeling that right now. Okay. 30 seconds. Okay. Okay. I, um, I I suck at this game, John, but I enjoy watching go. her get tormented. I am going to. Because she overthinks it, and then last minute, it's like, bah! and she just <laughs> word like, vomits out of I don't want to change because, God forbid, I was correct go with your and gut. I changed. Go with your gut. It would ruin your weekend. You have it 10 would. seconds. All right. All right. All right. You know, I'm going to clock in before the timer. Wow. And I'm going to go White Sox. I'm going to go with my initial answer because right. we have not. Wait, let me double check my list. We All have right. not you and Jim Cunningham in the chat agree. Have you heard the correct answer? Yes. Oh, gosh. Kaufman wait, Stadium. Wait, did you hear the correct answer in the chat? Also, yes. Oh, did anybody <laughs> guess Casey in the chat? One of the three of you Jim had it right today. One of the three of us has it right. So I'm Kaufman, <laughs> you're White Sox, and you were Jays. Jays. Oh, Rogers Center. Tyler getting. Get out of me! Uh, <laughs> I forgot. That's what it's called. That's what it's called. Guaranteed rate. That's why I said guaranteed. It will be Comiskey to me forever. Oh, and it, yeah, it, it's it, always it, Comiskey. It, and, and the funny thing is, it, it wasn't even Comiskey in between Comiskey and, yeah. and this. Now it was U.S. Cellular for like a decade. Wow. Well, Renee's gonna have a great weekend because she's got two in a row here. All right, congratulations, like can... Renee. You're a phenomenal cheater. <sighs> wow, that's incredible. I, I and you know what, guys? I said it early this time before the chat, before I even started cheating. That's true. Um, I was doing. I, I said it pretty quickly. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you did. Uh, congrats to her. Real quick, we'll go around the room and get our Eagles thoughts for this weekend. Huge one against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I'll be doing the pre- and post-game show with Bo Wolf and Zach Berman. So make sure you're checking us out Sunday at 4 o'clock leading up to the game uh, and then immediately after the game. I actually think as miserable as it's going to be to hear the 49ers peacock around, I think this is a really tough spot for uh, the Eagles. I don't like going against them. And I remain, uh, I, I retain the right to flip flop on Sunday on the pregame show. But right now, I think the Niners are going to pull it out. Really close game. I have like 28, 24, something like that. 
I think San Fran wins, and I hate it. Hmm. Yeah, no, I know. No. I know. I just I feel like I, I just want to beat them so bad so they can shut the hell up, shut. and everybody else can <laughs> shut up about this. Spurs by fifty, <laughs> or these crybabies and their crybaby fans. Yeah, I hope Spurs you're by right. fifty. I'm not gonna. That's not based on any intricate analysis. This is based <laughs> on what vibes they had, and gut. Yeah. Fifty points. I know, Dave P. I'm uh, sorry. I'm feeling like it's gonna be the same way. Spiral out. Jim and I won today. The Eagles are gonna win this weekend. Listen, it's a tough stretch. I will say, Brutal. Eagles are gonna have Niners, Cowboys, Seahawks. Um, all that before <laughs> Christmas Day game. Mopar. And I do feel like they're going to drop one. And I would rather, if I had to look at all of them, I'd rather lose to the Seahawks. Um, and definitely don't want to lose to the 49ers or the, or the Cowboys. So I'm going to say they squeeze, squeeze this one out. And I just hope it's not just like the last four straight games of comeback wins. Please just 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 get out. I just hate just, the San Fran's on halftime down. 10 days rest. And I think the four. I wish this was a one o'clock game because four twenty-five to me that that's I'm West Coast. But, yeah, 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 like but I think I think I just think like I it's think stupid. Had Debo and the 49ers not run their mouths, I think the 49ers they did. Might they win may this. have leveled the but playing field. But I think field, that so. they leveled yeah. the playing field because there's some extra ammunition. They're that, dumbasses. Like the the motivation to want to shut them up right. is going to literally carry the Eagles. Yeah, so I think they they're fired up for this more, game. You got Lane back. They'll be excited. They'll definitely be fired up and. That chalkboard material is going to help Damn. the Eagles win. Mopar, I saw you say that I sucked the first time. You didn't have to say it again, man. Um, All right. Oh, wait, Jamie, oh, did you see in the chat? This guy, uh, I think it's Mopar, said, I thought you sucked, dude. Yeah, well, th this, this is now cutting into our afternoon uh, beer and lunch time. As a show, we're going to go out yeah, and just starving. chew the fat a little bit. But don't forget, John Foley is going to be in Nashville at the winter meetings next week on behalf of of PHLY. So make sure you're checking out the website next week, checking yes. out the YouTube channel. Uh, if you're in the chat, make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button, like, and subscribe. We love all of you. It's going to be a really exciting week next week in major league baseball. Hopefully yes. the Phillies are tied to some of these, uh, on behalf of Tyler, Renee, and John, have a great weekend, everyone go birds Beat up on Brock and the Niners and make sure you're checking us out next week as we are live from the winter <laughs> meetings. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Love ya. We all silly like the mayor.